0: There's a lot of things going on in our world, but I think the most important right now is that as we open our church, we have to understand a few things about this process, and one of the things that we're doing is we are slightly adjusting the way we receive Holy Communion. This is not a major change that we are doing. It's a slight adjustment. And that slight adjustment is this, that when someone comes up for Holy Communion, because we have to wear masks, of course, you'll pull your mask down. We have a paper napkin in the back that you will take and unfold it a little bit and hold it under your chin. One of our ushers will hold the communion cloth so that nothing has the possibility of falling onto the ground. Then you'll tilt your head back, open your mouth wide, and I will... Tilt the spoon with communion into your mouth. Now when I prepare the chalice, I will take the amno, the body of Christ, and that goes into the chalice. But I will break it up into fine pieces to make sure that everyone gets something of the body as well as the blood. There's nothing wrong with this practice. There's nothing unorthodox about this practice. I'm sure that none of you have an issue with it. As I mentioned in an email that I sent out a few days ago last week, uh, you've all been very, very patient and very, very tolerant with the things that are going on in our world, and I'm appreciative of that. But there are some others that have lots of questions about this. And they will even cite, and I bring it up today, this gospel lesson that we read, saying that he who denies me before men will be denied before my Father who is in heaven, and he who acknowledges me before men will be acknowledged before my Father who is in heaven. Well, this doesn't necessarily, it doesn't really apply to this issue that we're dealing with with Holy Communion. Nowhere has anybody said that what's in the chalice is not the body and blood of Christ. No one has denied that. We're not denying before other people anything of our faith. The problem that we have is that we know, because we pay attention to the medical sciences, we pay attention to the medical science, we pay attention to the different branches of the sciences, and we know that things can be caught by by, by the air that's around us, by touching certain things. No one is going to get sick receiving Holy Communion, physically, from anything that is past, any virus or anything like that. No one's going to get sick by that. But it is possible for people to enter a church and get sick if somebody passes the disease. That's why we're... if somebody has the disease, because that's why we have our masks on, to protect us from that. We know this because God gave us brains to use them so that we could figure some of these things out. So we take the necessary precautions. We're washing our hands. Did you know that when the priest before he starts a service, must wash his hands. It's a part of the service. It's been a part of the service for centuries. Why? Because the priest should not have dirty hands before he touches the holy things. So the priest, the bishop, always washes hands beforehand. Ceremonially, you've seen it before that when the bishop is here, during the, just before the great entrance... He stands at the royal gate, the, the, the beautiful gate, and one of the altar boys will come out and take a picture and, and uh, pour the water so they can wash his hands. There are a lot of goofy things that are going on and being said, even within the Orthodox Church, that we can't ever change the exact way we have received communion. We've been receiving communion the same way for a long time, many centuries. But it hasn't always been that way. We've received communion in different ways at different times. At some times, churches were closed because of plagues. So we didn't bring people closer together and therefore pass the disease on. And in those days, they didn't even know exactly how things were passed. But they knew when people were gathered together, at least in bigger groups, there was more of a chance of people getting something. I even read, um, um, there, there are issues going on in several of our churches about people who are going to refuse to come to church because we can't put our mouths on the spoon and we can't kiss the priest's hand. And I even read one article by a bishop, and I can't remember where he's from, he's, he's, he's a Greek bishop, talking about how the priest, how the priest, through the grace that is given to them through the priesthood, exudes the um, energies of the uncreated God. I think this is not good theology. I think this is taking Palamite theology from the 14th century to a place that it's never been before. And I don't understand it, and it's goofy, and it doesn't make sense because the priests have to wash their hands anyway. If the priests didn't have to wash their hands, if this was really true, they wouldn't have to wash their hands. I'd be perfect. And my wife knows that I'm perfect. I'm being a little bit facetious. But the point is that at this time, Our Metropolitans have asked us to, our Metropolitan of Detroit, Metropolitan Nicholas, has asked us to do it this way. Most of the other Metropolitans throughout the country are doing it exactly like we're going to be doing. And in order to keep unity within our church, we need to be patient with this. Many churches throughout time have told people to tilt their heads back and the Content would be tilted into their mouths. This is not something new. This is not something that is, um, the the word escapes me now, uh, an innovation of the church that people like to fight against any innovations. This is not anything like this. We are doing it this way because people fear. And their fear, to an extent, is legitimate. Now, I would like to move it from fear to knowledge and we use the knowledge that we have of this disease and we take the proper precautions like I can see all of you are doing wearing the masks. But St. Paul also tells us and even the Lord tells us in different ways that we shouldn't put obstacles in front of other people. And so in order to not put obstacles in front of people so that we can deal with this fear that has been shoved down our throats for the last three months that we adjust the way we offer Holy Communion not out of any historical context whatsoever but simply for the point of allowing people to come up to receive without having any roadblocks in front of them. We know that they won't receive anything bad from the Holy Communion. But we need to help them approach that Holy Communion too. Because sometimes that becomes an issue. And we need people to understand that we don't want to put stumbling blocks in front of our brothers and sisters. Does that make some sense? I'm sure all of you have understood this. You have not asked me anything along these lines. And I'm grateful that you have been so Uh, patient and tolerant and willing to listen to the Metropolitan and and what the church is saying. And we hope and pray that this continues uh, over the next several weeks as we get more and more used to uh, these procedures and opening up the churches. And eventually, I think it will go back to the old way of doing everything, but it's just going to take a little time.